<laughs> All right, welcome to episode number 20 of the Beyond the Cubicle podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay, what are we talking about today? Negotiating compensation. We all love to get paid. Gotta get paid. We all love to get paid, but we think we're worth and get paid well. Absolutely. All right, so <laughs> grab your notepads or your note apps. Oh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna dispense some knowledge today. Hey. It's about that wallet. But first, the intro. <laughs> Episode 20, E. Mm-hmm. I am one of your hosts, Brian Montgomery. I'm the other one, Eric Kelly. And that's it. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at ThisIsBTC. Mm. You know where else they can find us? Mm. On YouTube. YouTube. This episode that you're listening to right this moment. That's how I learned everything. Yeah. <laughs> Check us out on YouTube. Go to YouTube and search Beyond the Cubicle. You'll see our little gold and blue uh, logo. Check us out. We we record the episodes weekly and put them out right along with this audio. Hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do us a huge favor. Mm. Go and rate and review us. Absolutely. Glowing reviews, I hope. And Use all the stars. Use all the stars. Use all That's the stars, available. baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that that just helps us climb in the rank, and it also helps other people find us on the platform. Absolutely. Negotiating compensation. We're going to help some people today. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to make a difference in somebody's wallet. Today. Uh, okay, so again, mm-hmm. how long have you been in the work field Please. In the industry, the HR money side, development side, probably mm-hmm. over 30 years. Over 30 years. Yes, sir. I'm sitting at roughly 15. Okay. All, All right. right. So we got 45 years. To- Together? Hey. Uh, hey, man, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All yeah. right. So, um, so 45 years of experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you've had to negotiate a salary or two in your time. Quite a few. Right. Yeah. And you've also had the experience of being on the other side of the table as well. Absolutely. Because there's a secret to doing it. And uh, don't think when you walk in there that the other side isn't ready for you. Right. It's kind of like, this is sad. I mean, if we love you, we'll pay you. But it's it's kind of like... You, you're taking somebody on a date. Do you mm. go to McDonald's or do you go to the steakhouse? Yeah. <laughs> I, personally, if, if if you want the date to go well, you if go you to like the steakhouse. Another one, you, better, you, better, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you, if you, yeah, if you want a second one, right. you can let the burgers go. Right. So it's similar in this situation, man. If 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 they feel that you are worth it. Right. Because I've heard some you know young folks coming in, they've been mm. to school, they did this, and they said, mm. well, how come they only offered me this? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how much they thought you were worth. Yeesh. But that's sad, but that is so true. Yeah. So we want to look at this from two perspectives, though. Yeah. Um, and, and not necessarily from the perspective of manager staff. Right, right. But more from the perspective of if you're working to get a raise within your current organization. You're already in the job. Right, you're already in the job. Okay, that's one strategy. Right, that's one strategy. And if you're working on new job offers outside of your current situation. That's the chess game. Yeah. All right. And it's funny because like, when I was sitting thinking about this, kind of, this, this, uh, this topic, 
you know, oftentimes I know because most of our experience is in corporate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes we tend to skew heavily towards how it feels to be in these big organizations and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, like I want to make sure that when we're talking about this one that we're thinking about um, other professions outside of corporate that, you know, that this strategy may work for as well. You know, be it our teachers, be it our our uh, uh you know, our small business professionals as well, they may be listening and things like that. Negotiation mm-hmm. is critical in everything that you do. Right. It does not matter what company you work for or what your job title is. How True. you negotiate to get what you need, mm-hmm. it is critical in you being successful. True. All right, so let's look at it if we're in uh, the situation where we're in our current organization and we're looking at getting a raise. Looking at getting, you're looking at getting a raise. In other words, you're already in the job, mm-hmm. and your focus right now is how do I make more money? Yes. Okay. A couple of things happen mm-hmm. in most corporations. There's an annual increase. Yeah. And I'm doing big companies. Mm-hmm. There's an annual increase of say two to three percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, some companies may call it a, a market-based adjustment. Somebody else may call it cost of living or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not a ton of money, two no, percent. That's not, not a ton of money. No. Uh, anything substantial, sometimes mm-hmm. you're going to have to pitch your your boss in order to make that happen. Right. And if you, if we're talking about the first scenario where we're in the corporation, mm-hmm. uh, we need to make sure we have a good relationship with our boss, oh. and they view us as a player. Valuable. Absolutely. <laughs> that's like that's the number one thing. You no, know, you're right. That that should be number one on the list. That's number one. Do they do they have do you have value? Right. And sometimes you can figure that out in the conversation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so. You can figure it out before the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like if you can't. Like 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 let's be real. If if and here's an example. Uh-huh. If in the course of a month, if just say you start paying attention today, because most of the time annual reviews and things like that come up uh, either later towards the end of the year or right yes. at the beginning of every Absolutely. year to close out the cycle, right? right? right, right. Or, or whatever whatever your company's fiscal year is, whether it's a, a mid-year thing like the schools and things like that, it'll be like from August to May and that type of deal, right? Right. So right. whenever you're whatever. But just say you start paying attention now, mm-hmm. okay? And day one, you go to work tomorrow, you start paying attention Track it for a month. How often does your boss place valuable information in front of you to assist with? <laughs> Meaning, hey, um, I have this project coming up. What do you think about this? Or, hey, you know, this is something that's going on within the organization, within within the system. What are your thoughts on it? Like, how often are they, like, coming to you for insight or valuable information or valuable projects? That's how you can tell if you have that have a, a, a the type of valuable relationship that may get you more. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And and if they're not talking to you, mm-hmm. we want you to just put this podcast in your in your pocket and use it for later. <laughs> Cause you're not gonna get it right. I wanna say it's like episode <laughs> eight or nine. Yeah, you wanna put this somewhere. Yeah. Epi- the one with that. <laughs> yeah. Episode eight is how to deal with horrible bosses. I think episode yes. nine is how to build relationships with an organization. You gotta build a relationship with your right. boss. Now this may dishearten somebody, but look, if you got a funky relationship with your boss, do not despair. You can still get a raise. Yeah. But there's a couple of steps you're gonna have to throw in ahead yeah. of time. You gotta put in a little bit of work on the front end. Right. First of all, you need to research your value. 
internal and external. Okay. Internals with my boss, my peers, the people I work with. Mm -hmm. External is what are they paying for my role on the market? Mm -hmm. Because you don't need to go in with, I think I need a raise. We all think we need a raise. That's an emotional thing. It needs to be data-based. Data-based. Not feeling. No. And data-based is what are they paying for my role at other companies of our size? It's kind of like, you remember, I think a few episodes ago, we talked about smart goals. Yep. Okay, the M in SMART stands for measurable. Absolutely. So anything that you're basing your value on should be measurable. There you go. Right? So internally, if you're if this is us talking about you trying to get a raise, the the main thing that you have to go on are your performance evaluations. Typically in most organizations, I'm not sure about small businesses, but I know like the larger organizations and things like that. Mm-hmm. Typically your performance evaluations are documented. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And they've been measuring certain goals that they've set for you at the beginning of the, the tracking year and things like that. And that's what you have. So if you've been receiving average performance evaluations, You need to wait wait on this one. Yeah. Then most most likely your compensation increase is going to be average. Absolutely. Which is the 2 to 3%. Right. Now. It's like four pizzas. Right. (laughs) That ain't much, (laughs) though, I'm telling you. When it it gets averaged out into your regular paychecks and the taxes hit it. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. Now, if you've been performing above average... But you've been getting average pay increases. Now you have some room to negotiate. Absolutely. And what's a flag? In your history, mm-hmm. what's a flag when somebody's performing above average with their bosses? What things have you seen and heard from the boss when, when someone's performing above average? And I know you've, you've, been, you've been through this. So yeah. what do you hear? Uh, kind of what I just said. Typically, they're the go-to person for a lot of things or... You know, so here's a, here's an example. Um, a couple of, a couple of my my coworkers, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can hear when the bosses are saying, "Hey, you know, give that to such and such," mm-hmm. or "Hey, um, pull let's pull such and such into this meeting," or you know, here here's a project coming up, and and all of a sudden maybe you don't hear a name, but all of a sudden you may hear chatter like, "Oh man, I'm working on this thing here now." Oh, okay, you they've assigned a value to you. Oh, yeah. And they're either trusting you or they're testing you. Yes. To make sure that the value that they think you have is accurate. Preach on that. And I'll tell you, if they say something like, hey, uh, I'm going to send Bob over there to work with you on mm-hmm. this one, uh, kind of bring him up to speed. Yes. Um, yeah. Don't think about the fact whether Bob makes more money than you. Yeah. Bring him up to speed and show your value. Yeah. So those things to me help in terms of seeking out what your internal value is. Absolutely. Then to your point, you Ex- got to check your external value. External. Too. Now, college college kids have already figured this out. Mm-hmm. You go to payscale.com, yeah. you go to salary.com. There's, a, there's like four or five right. just big places. And you want to look at three things. You want to look at your position. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to look at the, the salary range. Because they'll let you know they pay from either here to here. They're not going to give mm-hmm. you one set dollar amount. Nope. Salary range. And then you want to look at the size of the company. Mm-hmm. The bigger the company, the higher on that salary range that role is likely to be. You know what? And, that, and that's one thing I wanted to get your insight on. Mm-hmm. 
how much does the company financials, which kind of play into company size somewhat. They do. How much does that impact compensation? It, it depends on what the size of the company is. Mm -hmm. It depends on what their strategy is going forward for salaries and comp. Because most big companies that are publicly traded have a board-level compensation committee. Yes, absolutely. So the structure is there. Most of those companies have salary grades. Mm -hmm. And no matter what dollar amount you want, mm -hmm. whatever salary grade they put you into, right. you're going to get paid from the bottom end to the top end. And most of them aim for the midpoint because the the philosophy is the midpoint of every salary range should be enough to hold most of our people. Right. So when you ask for a raise, basically, if you're in a, a large company, you might move up that salary grade some, mm -hmm. but they're not going to just dump a ton of cash that yeah, way. Yeah, they're not going to move you all the way to the top no, of the range. No, they've already structured that. Yeah. You know, that happens over time. You've been there 20, 30 years, you yeah. haven't moved up. You know, that's that yeah. one. But you want to do the research. So if you want to know how much money you you can have in the back of your head when you walk in, get to the Internet, look at the salary uh, research uh, uh, websites, mm -hmm. and figure out for your position what's paid. And then depending on the size of the company, mm -hmm. if it's a huge company, blue chip, uh, you can go uh a, a little forward in that salary range. If right. it's a smaller mid-cap company or, you know, small, small company, you're going to be on the left side of that salary range. So basically what you're saying, it, there's typically always room. Always room. They're just never going to let you know that there's room. There you go. Some, some, some companies won't even tell you, especially when you get into, like, management or leadership roles. Mm -hmm. You are negotiating. They do have a salary range, but they're not going to put a lot of that information out. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. So research your current value. Right. Then go and research your positional value. Right. Okay. Um, one of the things that I, I would say, and it's something that it's, I think it's hard for people, don't negotiate from a place of fear. Ooh, no. Because I... I <laughs> <laughs> people, can sense, people can sense when you're coming in from a fearful place. Dude. And I think what happens when you get into a fearful place, and this is something we'll touch on um, in probably our third section about common mistakes, but mm -hmm. um, when you're in a fearful place, you tend to jump the gun. Be it, oh, you, oh that's a good alpha, I'm going to go ahead and take it. Or, talk too much. You know, <laughs> you know or, <laughs> you know, you, you, you talk your way out of your negotiating extra, uh, uh, leverage, right? <laughs> So don't negotiate from a place of fear. Now, how do you do that? You kind of have to settle down. You have to do your research ahead of time. Right. Let me give you the source of their fear. Ooh, they like me. Mm. Man, this is a good job. Mm. Dude, you know how much, man, I can go and get that car. Mm -hmm. Dude, in other words, we're spending a check ahead of time. Right. And we need to deal with the fight that's in, in front of us. Right. So, oh, my goodness, I don't want to blow it. Right. That's what's in the back of your mind. If you've done your research, you won't be out of the ballpark. You know what? Let's stay right there for one second. Okay. Because something just hit me. Okay. Uh, some of us grow up in areas where opportunities to make certain amounts of money are just far and few in between. This is to be real. Mm-hmm. All right. So sometimes when you've had those opportunities to kind of get to that point. That kind of plays into that negotiating from a place of fear. Like, man, how many people 
um, would be happy just to make what I make right now. Mm. And so you, and so sometimes you can not necessarily scare yourself out, but you can talk yourself out of asking for more, thinking that you're being mm -hmm. greedy. Mm -hmm. Or you know, or it's like I should be appreciative of what I have. So nah, like I, I don't, I don't know if I want to ask for that much. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes that is a fearful place. You don't want to get rejected. You don't want to screw up anything to make them think that you're not uh, like you're like what they've offered you is not good enough. Mm -hmm. So out of fear of retaliation, you may talk yourself out of it because of the background and where you came from and where you've gotten to and that type of thing. Okay, I don't know how far south you're gonna let me go on this. <laughs> the expectations, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm, whew, I'm going way back. Okay, the expectations that I should be able to get what everybody else gets. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we only apply it to our culture, mm -hmm. and sometimes I've even seen religion, not spirituality, mm -hmm. religion impact us. Yeah. So if you don't feel like you're worth it, now I will tell you something. I was very blessed. You know, my mom's gone. God rest her soul. But she right. told me, if that other guy can fly, you can fly. Mercy. And she just pumped that the whole time. Yeah. No, she knew I was going to have a tan for the rest of my life. <laughs> she knew yeah. I was going to go places right. that, you know, she had never gone. She's educated, mm -hmm. went to college and all that. She mm -hmm. and dad both. But they knew that. I was going to get a chance to see things right. that they didn't get a chance to see. Mm -hmm. And she said, whatever that other person can do, you can do. I'm speaking to my spiritual people right now, the people that say they're spiritually connected. Do not put yourself down if you are connected to a power that's as great as the power that you say you're connected to. Ooh. When you walk into that room, you are prince and princess. You are kings and queens. And if you can actually produce, you are worthy of whatever it is you ask for. When we walk into a room, and I won't stay here, but we're talking about salary, don't have the downtrodden. The fear comes from, I don't know if I can have this. I don't know if I'm, if I'm worth this. Right, right. You are worth this. And if you're producing the work, and you're looking at that chart, and here's what people make. Now, is it possible you'll make a little less than everybody else? Yes. Is it possible that you could get the raise you asked for? Right. Absolutely. If you're valued. So go for it. But ch make sure that your mindset, we talked about. Oh, mindset all your, the time. Your mindset says, I'm, I'm a child of the king. I deserve this. And not in an arrogant way, but I'm connected to a power. So I'm not walking in in fear. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to ask you for a million dollars if I know that this position pays 105. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking at the scale. It says it pays from 95 to 115. Asking for 105, 107 is not... It's not... It's not above. Not a bad thing. No, no, no. And accept that and keep stepping. So don't negotiate from place of fear. So nope. research your current value. Right. Research your positional value. Don't negotiate from a place of fear. Right. Right. Um, I think we have one about here down the next note. We can skip that one. What's that? But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, because we already touched on it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the, the company's that. financial plays oh, into... Kind of what they set their their compensation cap at. Yeah. 
Um, if they're going into bankruptcy, don't ask for the top, the yeah, top end. Nah, you ain't getting anyway. You might want to try it on the street. <laughs> yeah, you might want to go ahead and start looking for the, for our next section with this. How do I get this new job off? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I've been in that situation. Dude, that's real. I've been in that I've been situation three, three times. Yeah, I, my first job, my first job out of college was for a mortgage company. They merged it out. Uh, no. It was about it was it was the year before the housing bubble crash. Oh, it was in two thousand seven. And you had real estate? Nah, yeah, it was. Well, we were mortgage originators. Oh, oh. Okay, and so we, okay. our company, originated loans, and then we also sold them. And so we were players in that mortgage-backed security ring, right? Um, Y'all not responsible for the bubble crash, are you? Nah, we were a small player. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but um as and I was an accountant, you know me I was a young accountant at the time and so uh in my mind I'm looking at the financials every every period. You're on it. But when you're in that position, you're not you're not allowed to speak on financials until they're officially released to the public, which Got makes it. sense, right? Got it. Um but we were seeing the trends. Me personally, my personal situation, I had gotten bored. And my mm. boss, who was a phenomenal man, phenomenal boss, um, she she taught me a lot in my first two years. And mm. she also allowed me to grow in the sense that she awesome. she saw some talent there and she saw how quick I picked things up and she found other opportunities for me to do things. And uh, it just got to a point where I was like, I think it's time to move to another opportunity. Fortunate and blessed thing was I left that company two weeks before they closed the doors. Ooh. Yep. I remember getting the texts and calls from my friends who were still there, and I was just, like, blown. Bankruptcy. So, so I, and look, you didn't know when the doors were going to Didn't close. know when the doors were closing. Oh, so you had some divine hand on you, my Bro. brother. <laughs> so our next tip and point is don't yeah. be the first to put the number on the table no, Negotiating strategy 101 Do not give up your leverage First person to blank loses That's it First person to blank Here's the thing They know what, they're, they know what their salary range is They do And they're guessing about where they can put you And they're guessing about what they think they can offer you So they have had this conversation Now we're going to touch on this new job offer mm -hmm. because when you're asking for a raise, yes. as soon as you have that conversation, that's where your boss is going to go. Okay, I know what the salary range is. He's asking for this much. We're going to give him the normal 2, two or 3%. He mm -hmm. thinks he should do more. But back to your point, what has he done valuable that I can sell up uh, uphill? Now, here's the here's the odd thing about this, this loop, right? Uh -huh. So the company exists, yep. right? And the company's goal is to, especially publicly traded companies, oh. the company's goal is to maximize the profits to be able to give more value to the shareholders, correct? And, and minimize expense. Correct. The first, the most expensive expense outside of R&D for most companies <laughs> is labor. It's labor. Right? And so here's, here's the weird thing about it, though. You're going to a manager who's in the same boat as you, Absolutely. but that manager's mind automatically goes to, how can I save the company money? Yep. Isn't that weird? Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what? And, and I don't want to discourage anybody, but the goal of the company is not to pay you more money. It's, yeah, it's really not. <laughs> It's when, really not. So back to your initial point, yeah. if you if you want to raise, right. you got to show some value. Yes. Yes. You got to, this is the, if I think I can keep you there with mm -hmm. McDonald's, you right. get no steak. Right. That's, there it is. That's, so don't give reality. up, don't give up your leverage by no. going into the no. table and saying, hey, you know what, here we go. 
Um, I need no, no, no. Don't do that. No, don't do that. Oh, last one, and I don't know if we put it on the list. Go. Do not negotiate based on what you think somebody else is making. Ooh. First of all, it's supposed to be confidential. It's supposed to be confidential, but it's not. But we know it's not. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> everybody talks, knows what everybody makes. <laughs> but to, I have met guys that yeah. come out and you know, and we play in the outdoor industry, big old tough guys. Yeah, come out to the truck. Let me tell you what I'm making. It's lying his behind off. You get mad, storming the office. You look like an idiot. He's somewhere laughing on the way to get his hamburger. He knows he's not getting in the state. And, and, and just lying. Hey, your boss sitting on the other side of the table like. Is, have you lost your mind? Well, we know you're paying Charlie, and your boss cannot tell you. There's no way in the world we paying Charlie all that money. Yeah, so your boss is like, oh, 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 we are? Oh, okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he know, can't. He you know, can't say nothing. By rights, he can't. No. But he's looking at you like you're an idiot. So at that point, you have nothing coming. Right. You hope you don't have a pink slip. <laughs> right. So you got to know what you're talking about when you're doing that, man. So that one was, uh, <laughs> oh, don't negotiate. Don't be the first person to put a number on the table. But now, but you said yeah. don't negotiate based don't negotiate. on based on other people's. No, what somebody else is making or what you think somebody else is making. And even if you know. Yeah, just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. don't say that, then. <laughs> the last one though, have a counter offer ready. Yeah, always, and th- and that goes to the first point of kind of yeah. knowing the different values, yeah. right? Yeah, know know what's there, uh-huh. and if you go and they say, well, we can't do that, we can do this, uh-huh. you get you get one comeback. Now you don't get two or three. No, you get one comeback. Okay, so yeah. let, let's jump into a new job offer, and some of this is going to be overlap. A lot of yeah. it's actually going to be overlap. Same. Yeah. So we, we don't necessarily have to go rehash it, but no, research. Yeah. What we'll do is I'll run down quickly the bullets yep. from the first segment yep. that applied to this, yep. and then anything that's different. I think it's only one so far that I think is different. Yeah. Or maybe two. Okay. So. Um, Things that are similar when you're negotiating a raise and when you are uh, looking at a new job offer, okay? Right. Um, research your current value. Know right. what your value is inside your current organization. Absolutely. And outside in, in the open market. Right. Okay? Right. What's the value of the position that you're going for? Right. You may be switching positions. So your position internally now doesn't matter as much as, as the position that you're trying to get, Right. And all titles don't have the same amount of responsibility. This, so you really need to make sure true. that you know exactly what what is this position responsible for in this new company. Right. That you need to have a pretty good beat on. Right. Um, again, don't negotiate from a place of fear. Right. Okay. Um, and one one note that I think I would add to that when it comes to this, which I think we, we kind of touched on it, mm-hmm. uh, take your time. So now when you're going for a new job offer, if you're negotiating from a place of fear, one thing that typically happens is you tend to rush the acceptance. Yeah. Ooh, they want me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to blow this. Right. I'll be vacationing in Cancun and mm-hmm. Playa del Carmen. And, mm-hmm. Man, you know how much kind of bonus? Oh, man, I yeah. do not want to blow this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then, um, again, same thing. Don't be the first to put a number on the table. Right. Uh-huh. Um, don't negotiate based on what you think somebody else may be making. Yeah, it has nothing to do with you. It still applies when you're looking for a new job offer, right? Absolutely. And let me let me run this in. When you're looking at uh-huh. when you're looking at salary, make uh-huh. sure that you have the amount of 
salary that they pay mm -hmm. and any bonus that they pay. Mm -hmm. And if you're at a level where you can get some stock options or some kind of long-term incentive, you want to put all that in a straight line. And this is the amount of money yearly from all these buckets that you could get. And make sure you walk into each job knowing all the buckets because there's some places that give big salaries, no bonus. Total compensation. Some, you want total compensation. Gotcha. Now you're talking about what total. my family can benefit from. You know, don't be the first to put a number on the table. Um, have a counter offer ready. Right. Always. Right. And then this last point, I think, is something that we didn't we didn't put in the first section because I, I personally I thought it applied more to new job offers, but um, negotiate benefits and things outside of salary. Absolutely. Especially if salary is not negotiable. Absolutely. But even if it is negotiable, negotiate the whole package. I negotiate vacation time. Yeah. Okay, I've been doing this That's for it. 30 years. Right. There's no way I'm going to work for anybody for two weeks of vacation. Nope. Because most people that have been working 30 years yep. get four weeks, at least four weeks of vacation. Well, everybody gets that. I haven't worked for a company yet that's, that doesn't recognize the years in the industry. Right. And that's negotiated up front in mm -hmm. the offer letter so we don't have any, yeah. you know, any and, foolishness. And one way to look at it is, okay... Let's say you're, you're switching jobs and your base salary mm -hmm. doesn't move much. Mm -hmm. But other things in the compensation package, be it the medical insurance, might be better. Mm -hmm. The vacation pay, oh, absolutely. Might, vacation time might absolutely. be better, right? The You might have restricted stock units that, that they may have some long-term incentive plan. That, that might be there, yes. right? Yes. But even, even if you're going to a place where it's just salary, maybe a bonus— and vacation, right? Yep. Nego vacation can be just as valuable as dollars in your salary sometimes. You're getting paid for it. You do. <laughs> you know? You're getting paid for it. Um, yeah. So recap on new job offers. Pretty much the same thing we said in the first section, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Research your value. Know your positional value. Mm -hmm. Don't negotiate from a place of fear. Um, understand the company's uh, financial health, mm -hmm. right? Don't be the first to put a number on the table, <laughs> okay? Uh, don't negotiate based on someone else's salary, which could mean if I'm leaving one place and I, hey, this person had the same title and I know what they, not, don't even go down there. Have a counteroffer ready mm -hmm. and negotiate other aspects of your compensation other than salary. You're giving up a lot of your life yeah. to go to work. Yeah. Negotiate for the best deal that you can get. <sighs> All right. So to wrap this up, I think what I want to talk about real quick, not too long, mm -hmm. is some common mistakes that we make. Okay. First one, we accept the first salary offer. Ooh, got the job. Yep. Back to your earlier point, don't rush it. Don't rush it. You know, it, it may look like a very tempting offer, money that we've, we didn't think we'd had the opportunity to make mm -hmm. or we weren't expecting to make so soon or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Take your time. Take your time. Absolutely. You know, evaluate the entire offer. Uh, we already talked about negotiating only salary, mm -hmm. right? So negotiate other aspects of your compensation. Mm -hmm. um, and not being prepared with relevant information. Man, go, to the, go to, to the internet, research the amount of money they're being paid. Have you ever heard of Google University, Eric? <laughs> they have everything in the world man. Hey man, look, I tell people all the time Google is my best friend If you get an F on a paper now in school yeah. Your fingers are broke uh, you're Bro, 
And hold it. And the voice actuating on your phone isn't working. Listen, <laughs> I I I have developed a soft skill okay. that I call a talent and a superpower. What is it? Called Google Search. <laughs> My, my my wife laughs at me because sometimes I can string together searches. And be like, How did you find that? I'm like, man, like I try all kinds of word combinations oh, to figure man. out what I want to know. Oh, you know, man. somebody wrote an article somewhere that I can find on the internet. <laughs> you know, to learn something. Everything is there. Yeah. Everything uh, is there. <laughs> the last one. Um, Going in with a list of demands is a common mistake that some people make. Yeah. Demand and negotiate are two different things. Ooh. You can only demand from a position of strength. Yes. When you're asking or negotiating for a salary raise, you don't have a position of strength. The boss does. That's real. So the counter to that is what I'm inferring from what you said is if I walk in with a list of demands, I'm coming from a place of weakness. Exactly. And you're saying, I got to fight this guy. I got to fight this guy. When negotiating, you're saying, you know, look, I got something you want. Yeah. Demands. And it's it's always like, you've got to give me. They don't have to give you anything. Right. But negotiating from strength says, you know, I do this. Mm -hmm. My value is this. Mm -hmm. Man, if I can find ROI, return on investment for something I do, Mm -hmm. and it's worth a few dollars, oh, man. I saved the company $400,000 last year with this idea. That's how you get a raise. Boom. Yep. Craig, you're going to wrap it up. Yep. All right. So this has been Negotiating Compensation. Um, we hope that you guys pull some points from this that could be helpful in your in your negotiations, no matter where you are, whether you're a staff just starting out, whether you're just going into your job, whether you've been you know in your career for 10, 15, 20 years or more. Mm-hmm. Um, negotiating, the strategies are still the same, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, drop us a note and tell us how we're doing. Podbtc at gmail.com. Again, social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. This is BTC. Drop us some comments. Tell us your stories. Um, uh, Yeah, give us some feedback, man. We want to hear from you. Also, check us out on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com. Search Beyond the Cubicle, and you'll see us there. You can watch this episode. And please hit that subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button and smash the like button right under that video, too. Mm -hmm. Also helps people find our content on the interwebs. For Eric Kelly, I'm Brian Montgomery. Check you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.